On the phone with Scott Wild, Oz's uh, social media guru. Hi, Scott. How are you? Hey, how's everything out there in Bismarck, North Dakota? You know, it is actually uh, less windy than the last time we talked with you, but uh, still, still, you know, we're still kind of waiting for spring and summer to show up. So, well, spring has come in with a vengeance here on Whidbey Island, so maybe I'll ship you some. Anyway, in the la- <laughs> in the last three great Scott segments, we talked about what social media is because it is kind of a brand new creature, and it, it has to be described. Maybe this time you can tell us what social media isn't. Sure. Um, you know, this is a really important thing because a lot of people think, you know, that, okay, I've got to get on this wave and I've got to get all these uh, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube installed. And, you know, it is important to understand what it, it is not. And that the first thing I tell people is it's not a silver bullet fix. You know, it's not something that you just install and voila, you've got instant traffic and instant business. Um, really what it is is Social media is an extension of your current relationship building skills. Uh You know, I always say that it's perfect for pulling out all of the great things about your business. If you are a natural people person or if if it's inherent that you – or if it's evident that you truly care about people, Mm -hmm. that will come out in your social media because you know how to interact with them. It just makes it more convenient. You can do it while you're standing in line waiting at the grocery store for 10 minutes. You know, it just makes it more convenient to get in touch with these people and ask them questions and, and, you know, give them attention as we talked about before. It doesn't make, it doesn't make you by, by by itself a better communicator. It is only a vessel, right? I mean, it, 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 a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and one of the things that it'll also do is it also tends to bring out some of the flaws in your business as well. So if you're not a great communicator yeah. uh, or if you're not on top of it, that tends to come out. Um, it also gives people a chance to kind of nitpick some of the maybe the, the flaws in your business a mm-hmm. little bit. They, they can see some of the uh, flies in the ointment, you know, to use an analogy, I guess. Um, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because nobody has a perfect business. And we all have we all have customer service issues. I think that social media is a great way for people to um, respond to some of these issues versus react. Yeah, you know, you, in one of our earlier uh, segments, we talked about the fact that you actually have the opportunity for immediate feedback. You know, before social media, for people to let you know that they had a problem, well, maybe you had a customer service, you had one of those lines where you end up getting somebody in India to talk about the fact that your computer just caught on fire. But in this case, you, you actually you have people that can warm and close in a sense, you know, even though it's cold web, they're, they're, they're close to, to what they get from you and they're willing to give back their take on it very quickly. Absolutely. There's a lot of companies like uh, Hewlett Packard and Best Buy and Comcast and uh, you know Zappos. They they all have set up uh, help desks on Twitter. And if you Twitter about their tweet about their products, you know you get almost immediate feedback really? uh, from someone. Oh, absolutely. And that um, there was uh, I'm trying to think of the gentleman's name. The, the name of the blog was Managing the Gray, and. Um, It'll come to me in a minute, but his name escapes me. Regardless, he's he's talking about his Comcast TV, and he's really upset. And he says, you know, for for all, you know, basically he says, you know, I hate my Comcast TV. The picture's terrible. And he posts this on Twitter. And all of a sudden, you know, a couple minutes later, he gets this response back from a customer service rep that says, um, how can we get a hold of you? We'd like to get a hold of you and, and the customer service rep. Well, lo and behold, you know, within a matter of minutes, he's on the phone with someone. The next day, they send out a representative to his house, and, you know, they, they're setting up the HDMI, fix, you know, the, the menu settings, and all of a sudden, he had it set up wrong. And then he, so they push a few buttons. 
and all of a sudden he's got the clearest picture on the planet. Yeah, Next the, post on Twitter is, I absolutely love my Comcast TV. Of course, there's still nothing good on TV, but at least the picture of the rotten <laughs> stuff is there. You know, this this, this is really true. I, I did a story a while ago about the fact that Archer Daniel Midlands, who turns out a, a lot of corn syrup is really in a has a real problem because social media is attacking the quality and the the and the empty calorie character of of corn syrup and it's brought down their sales by 10% already it was twitter and facebook and youtube that gave people an opportunity to not only respond to make but to make serious fun of them so it's powerful yeah. stuff yep C.C. Chapman was the guy. That, that's the, the person that was in. You're exactly right. I mean, you know, people can respond, and that's part of the dialogue. I mean, you can put your ear to the ground, and you can get some amazing feedback from people. And, you know, like, like it or not, Peter, people are talking about your business behind your back. Right. I would much rather have them talking in my backyard where I could respond versus react. Because I always tell people, you can respond or react. Only one requires thought. That's right. Well, thank you, Scott. This is great. Another, another great Scott segment. We'll have more coming up. Uh, look forward to talking with you. Okay? Thank you. Okay, bye. Once upon a time, and I guess we're talking about the good old days here, the CIA had to know a militant's name before putting him up for a robotic targeted killing. Now if the guy acts like a gorilla, it's enough to call in a drone strike. This is indeed part of the horror that we are bringing to the world. We used to have to know the poor bozo's name before we drilled him from, you know, from above. Now if he's acting like a gorilla... Come on! It's another sign of that once-limited, once-covert program to off-senior terrorist leaders has morphed into a full-scale, if undeclared, war in Pakistan. So, we're at war with Pakistan. Now, there's good news. And in a war, you don't need to know the name of someone on the other side before you take a shot. Yesterday, U.S. drone aircraft, for example, killed at least 24 suspected militants in two attacks in Pakistan's north, Waziristan. Waziristan, <laughs> I just can't stand it. It was the fourth drone missile strike on militants in northwest Pakistan, bordering Afghanistan, since a failed bid to set off a car bomb in New York's Times Square on May 1st. So they're definitely, they're, they're saying now, oh, we're sure, and the Taliban sent him over here to set off the bomb, so we're just going to go kill everybody that looks like a militant. The United States is convinced, of course, that uh, Taliban militants allied with al-Qaeda and operating out of northwestern border regions like Waziristan was behind the attempted New York bombing. So... In the first of, of yesterday's two drone attacks, this was on Monday, more than 12 missiles were fired in Dakahel village, about 20 miles west of Maransha, North Waziristan. Oh, this is North Waziristan. I wonder if that's like the nice side, if that's on the right side of the tracks or the right side of the drone. Quote, three missiles hit a vehicle and three militants sitting in it were killed, said an intelligence agency official in the region who declined to be identified. Because if they got his name, they might shoot him too. The drones then fired a barrage of missiles at a nearby militant compound, killing at least 11 more, according to a second security official. Militant compound. Okay, but. Things are bad in Pakistan. You look up, you know, you give the sky the finger, you're a militant, you're dead. But across the board in Afghanistan, where we're kind of officially at war, the rules for launching an airstrike have become tighter than a bald fist. Dropping a bomb from above is now a tactic of last resort, even when U.S. troops are under fire. 
commanders are reluctant to authorize airstrikes even under those conditions. That's because they've been getting a lot of bad press for all the innocent women and children that we've been killing. In Pakistan, however, the opposite has happened. Starting in the latter days of the Bush administration and accelerating under the Obama presidency, drone pilots have become more and more free to launch their weapons. Drone pilots. I'm told that they are sitting in refrigerated rooms in Las Vegas doing the killing. I mean, totally frightening, you know. After a little gambling, a little liquor, a little prostitutes, let's go in and kill people who act like gorillas. Uh, Orwell could not have dreamed this up. Quote, we've had an expanded target set for some time now. I I love military talk. Expanded target set. More people looking or acting or smelling like gorillas are getting fried from these drones. Uh, So we have an expanded target set now. Given the danger these groups pose and their relative inaccessibilities, these kind of strikes, precise and effective, have become almost like the cannon fire of this war. They're no longer extraordinary or even unusual, admitted one American official. Yeah, the thing about cannon fire also is it takes out anybody it hits. You know, in the Civil War, you didn't know the other guy's name either, but at least you could see each other as you plowed each other under. This is war at a distance. It's like John McCain at 50,000 feet carpet bombing people he never met. Of course, he actually did get to meet a couple of them uh, unexpectedly. It just proves you don't want to go to war in a country where nobody wears uniforms. Yeah, they're all dressed alike, but they're not uniforms. They're just people, right? He looks like a gorilla. He's acting like a militant. Uh, that's tough. I mean, okay, guy's got a rocket launcher and he's taking people out. The guy's, you know, like in the cartoons, plunging one of those things to, to, to set off the dynamite. You know what I mean? Someone's got people lined up and he's got an, an AK-15 or whatever that is. Yeah, all right. That's kind of like acting like a militant. But sitting in a Jeep, you know, or well, coming out of the john. 